Okay, we are back. We are back after a six weeks of me humming and hawing about how exactly to do this final part of the campaign. I'm going to give you a recap and then a warning, okay? How's everybody oh doing? I'm terrified by that sentence, but good. <laughs> I'm shocked that it's been six weeks. Mm-hmm. Maybe five. But, uh, like yeah. Last week. Uh, oh, okay. Oh, okay. It was like six Ooh, weeks. Yeah. Maybe five. Mm, oh, maybe it was four. Mm. Turns out we recorded yesterday. <laughs> okay. So, you had finally returned to the material plane, which is in a state of turmoil, chaos, and war. You went back to Stonegate. You met with Baravon from the Arcane Acolytes, who had, in your absence, done some research on a death kiss. And he told you a few things. He told you that this creature, the one that you're about to face or on your way to face, radiates something like an illusion. But it's sort of at a crossroads of where illusion and reality can coalesce. So things that you see may become real and vice versa. What else did he tell you? He told you that he has a way to perhaps undo some of the malign influence. I think in, in the last session he said undo everything, which may have been a little bit, um, you know, optimistic, but we'll see. Um, and that he has a multi-step ritual to to sort of undo maybe the worst effects of this creature's presence. Um, you have to stab it with a special dagger, sever one of the eyes, and then use that eye in a component, uh, sorry, as a component, as you read a enchantment. He knows the incantation, and he also wrote it down on a uh, specially inscribed scroll of parchment that he would give to one of you. I don't know who has it. Presumably Chai. But uh, yeah, so as a backup in case he dies. And then you got a sending stone from Bryce, who doesn't know the precise location of this entity, but asked you to meet him uh, a couple of miles outside of Rinville, near the path that approaches the mine. He thinks that that's the general location where you have to go. Now, when we last left off, Thaddeus was about to roll an intimidation check to do some, uh, as, as a means of channeling some divine insight you were doing a little bit of divination with one of the arcane acolytes there in hopes, I think, if I remember correctly, that you were trying to glean the exact location of the creature so you could bypass Bryce entirely. You're going for a little in-divination check. <laughs> um, all right. Three, two, one. Slap a pow! Uh, an 18 on intimidation. Ooh. 18, you say. And I remember you gave a very eloquent explanation as to why intimidation was something that you could use, and I won't make you repeat it. But I'll just trust that last time it made sense in the moment. <laughs> Thank you, because I don't know if I could remake up whatever bullshit I said to you. I was going to say, I don't even remember you trying to plead that case. So. <laughs> so for the first time, you get a glimpse of this being, and even in its dormant state, it weakens the courage and saps the will. More than that, you feel like you're in the presence of it under the pressure of its immense power, power that emanates from it like heat from a raging fire. 
You feel its enormous intelligence as if it knows and has expected this occurrence. You feel its constant and unyielding paranoia that these puny, disgusting mortal creatures might, might, just might figure out a way somehow to vanquish it. And that paranoia is matched only by its utter disdain for those same creatures that it simultaneously fears. Its surroundings are changing as though it's trying to hide itself. It appears at first to be in a cave and then in a large hall somewhere, the insides of the place warping, inhaling and exhaling, succumbing to the alien influence of the creature. You do recognize the cave portion of this as the mine where you originally faced Bryce, where all of this started. The interior of this building looks unfamiliar. It does not look like a building constructed by any architect that you've ever seen. Like made of stone or wood? Yeah, both. Like, uh, are we talking drywall? Are we talking... Lathe and plaster. Well, it seems Brass had the location somewhat correct. And this guy's... This guy's on some, on some shit. He's... He's freaking paranoid. Like, he's... He's all over the place. So, uh, it's going to be a very interesting encounter, I believe. But I do, I do think it is the exact location Bryce seems to be, uh, expounding upon, sadly. Chai Gutterbird, what do you feel like doing with this information? I don't know, man. (laughs) Um... Let's go punch in the cornea. <laughs> There's a well, lot of corneas to. to deal with. We need we need an eye. Uh, well, preferably stabbing it. Apparently, um, do you, did you get the sense it was like afraid because of us? It is. Or did you just get the sense it's generally paranoid? It is straight general paranoia, but it also has matched that paranoia to the contempt of us as uh, entities. I was going to say a species, but there's more than one. Yeah. I, hey, I'm just saying I see you as an equal and it's fine. <laughs> um, it's, it's paranoid that we might figure something out, but it's also reassuring itself by thinking it's so much smarter than we are. And it's so much better than we are, and it's using that to leverage its contempt, because honestly, he just seems like some type of racist, paranoid dick. <laughs> so does the eye need to be attached at the time, and it, can it be, and it can be any eye? I'm assuming it's a, an eye from the creature. Oh, that's what I mean, detached. sorry, any of its eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, I should mention, yeah, the, so so far, all that you've seen, like the the three of you have just seen various glimpses of eyes where eyes don't belong, like looking at you sometimes, um, like in, in the past, but Thaddeus has actually seen it and, and it's 10 eye stalks and large central eye. So you would know that it has a multitude of, of eyes. It contains multitudes. It does contain multitudes. 
So we're in that like divination chamber, right? Uh huh. Can I ritually cast divination as well? How long does that take? Like, because I'm gonna ritually do it, it'd be ten minutes. Oh, yeah. All right, sure. Yeah. I just want to like see if it magnifies in some way in this room or with like assistance. But I, I just want to, I want to find. So the <clears throat> the spell specifically says, um, I ask a single question concerning a specific goal, event, or activity that will occur within seven days. So I'm assuming seven days. Yeah. Uh, I would like to know if while battling this creature. Is there a weakness to the creature we should know about? A weakness? Hmm. The DM answers truthfully, but can be cryptic. Secret, secret. We want a secret. Um, I would say, okay, weakness in terms of... Hmm. Weakness, weakness. Can't Loves say no to brownies. brownies. <laughs> yeah. Love's first kiss. <laughs> Unbroken eye contact. Which eye? Which eye? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so you don't get the sense that there's like some kind of like area on its body which is like more susceptible or necessarily like a type of magic that it's like allergic to. The, The sense that you get from whatever god decides to impart this information to you is that it can't abide its own kind. Okay. Back up the corpse of the death kiss. We've got things to do. <laughs> okay. Um, I probably, just for argument, uh, I would have reached out to... HR? Obviously. Uh, I would have re- reached out to Avalir. Ooh, Interesting. Because uh, it's, uh, like, against the monsters and stuff and, like, evil, so mm-hmm. I would have reached out to Evelyn. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Interesting. Okay. I think I'll look to the guys and be like, we know roughly where we're going. We've got a group of people to help us. I don't think any of us really know what we're about to encounter. Any other bright ideas before we just head there and try our darndest? My only thought process is that I will be prepared for literally anything. (laughs) Not like actually prepared for anything. I'm not bringing like, I don't know, a hang glider or something, but I'm going going in with the knowledge that I don't know what the fuck's gonna happen. (laughs) I might um, just quickly talk to Baravan and ask if he knows of any ways that we could like if this, there's this illusionary, trickery kind of thing, if he knows of any way we can protect ourselves against that. He says that he, do- that he doesn't know. The power of this creature is so otherworldly that it, it sort of escapes classification. So he would, he would reiterate a warning to everybody that, you know, it may, you may see things and because it's still in this sort of hibernation mode, um, it's going to be sort of like drawing on people's subconscious and showing things to you, maybe in an effort to scare you or or divert you away. 
but those things don't necessarily mean that they're fake. They could become real. And there's no telling if or how that happens. Cool. Great, 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 great. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yep. So with that said, um, I just <laughs> want to tell everybody now that um, this this sort of set piece is going to be, there's a lot of moving parts. Um, don't be afraid to, like, really... Die? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was, I was going to say, um, you know, like... It's going to be a weird encounter. Like, the Beholder is a weird creature. This whole campaign has been sort of resting on this idea of, of like, chaos and, um, you know, things shifting suddenly. Uh, I mean, don't don't be afraid to try to use that to your advantage. You know, think you can think creatively. Don't necessarily try to, like, think of yourself as constrained by just the rules in the player's handbook. So um, if you have, like, a narrative idea, I'm open to it. Having said that, like, oh no, can I just sorry? Oh god, I want to ask questions, but I don't know if that gives away too much. Having said that, um, I'm not going to intervene in in a way that will save you for the sake of the story. Uh, there's no there's no excitement without the risk of failure. So, so what I heard was, don't be afraid to die. Yeah. <laughs> like, sorry, just just to clarify, when you say things that like things that go outside of the rule rule book, like if you're mean like I want to do something cool, but it would take like more than one action to do, like is that what you're kind of? Perhaps, but there's like there's gonna be I, I think things happening, like what I'm describing to you in in terms of like an illusion becoming not an illusion, like that's nowhere in the rules, right? There's no there's no rhyme or reason for that. But that doesn't necessarily have to make it uh, always detrimental to you. Oh, could we make an illusion real? Intriguing. And things I didn't take include minor illusions. I, I, and I also want to say now, I also want to say now that like you have or would have had the opportunity, I think the, the druid, the paladin, I'm not sure, but the druid to, you know, structure your spells, restructure them, reorder them, choose them differently mm-hmm. after a long rest yeah I can for sure I just get to pick from the stupid shit I've already chosen <laughs> I... oh because you can only reselect at level ups right no I can re- I can I, I select from a list and then I can prepare from that list daily yeah daily I can prepare oh okay but I can only select and give myself a list. Well, it's a good thing we leveled up last episode, so uh, do what you want. No response to that. <laughs> Nothing. <sighs> it's nice, it was a nice try. It was a nice try, Sarah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's it's like he's got to res- he's got to respond to that one. <laughs> okay, Sarah's just taking the "don't be constrained by the rules" a bit far. <laughs> yeah, you said to, you said free wheel. I, I read this book and now I'm level twelve. Yeah, exactly. And and a quick rundown of your allies, who yes. who are with you: Basil, Druid, Thane, Fighter, Fairden, a Rogue, Berevin, an Artificer, and then Bryce, who's kind of like an anti-paladin, Oathbreaker. Yes, and Serial's not with us presently. Correct. And. One final thing. Time is a factor. 
The clock of the Grey Eladrin waking up the Beholder is at five of six. Okay, let's go. Oh, just like that. Okay. It has been that that way. It has been that way for some time. I've been waiting for you to fucking dilly dally so I can, you know, move things along in an interesting way, but we'll see what happens. I'm ready to go fight something. Yeah, I guess. I'm at full HP, mildly cursed. Let's go. (laughs) Full HP and mildly cursed. That needs to be like, someone's like, that needs to be someone's like tagline on like Tinder or something. (laughs) Like like in their bio. (laughs) Oh my God. Okay. Um, That that needs to be some type of, like if we ever make more merch, that has to be one of them. Full HP, mildly cursed. Let's go. Yeah. Episode title. Yeah, 100%. Uh, oh, I can't think of anything else to do other than just go there. And I guess we just go we go back and go on Snapdragon. I guess that's the fastest way, right? Fairden is standing by with uh, yeah. Seraphin and Snapdragon. Fear my pugilistic rage. Okay. Uh, just one, uh, just, uh, one quick little thing. I've forgotten who Seraphin is. Seraphin's the pilot. If, oh, if, thank you. If Snapdragon oh, has you. a pilot. Yes. I was like, oh. Seraphim. I was like, He's more like, um, he's more like the, the notes. he's more like the Rancor trainer in uh, Jabba's palace. Only he's wearing a shirt and it's a nice one too. <laughs> Does his hat still Luxury. have a safari flap? <laughs> I hope so. Because you know what I, you know my thoughts on safari flaps. I don't. I would love to hear them some other time. <laughs> I thought you were just going to say I'd love to hear them. So did I. I feel pretty dejected. <laughs> I feel pretty... Uh, I'm not going to say my feelings are, are hurt, but they're not great. They're not great. Need at least to cure wounds on those feelings. Yeah, yeah. Sick burn, bro. Going to need to cure feelings, them. please. Um, can somebody cast... Tissue? <laughs> uh, I can druid craft a little, like, hanky, perhaps. Just, just druid craft a cotton ball and just, yeah, and just like eye. Just, like, dab your tear down. You know what? No, I'm gonna, I want the tear to just stay there, and I want Tim to have to live with it. Okay, perfect. <laughs> I'm glad. I, for, I, Sarah, forgets. How did we say that we would contact Ferdin? Ferdin's on Snapdragon 2. I know, but like we like we dropped from a rope down to the city. Oh, oh, you still have a sending stone with him. Okay, that's what I couldn't remember. I was like, did, did we still have that? Correct? Yes. 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 You have okay. two. So, you, now you have two prepaid sending stones: one to Ferdin and one to Bryce. How many minutes are on each one? Like, is it unlimited plan? What's the roaming charges? Oh God! Across to the Feywild, uh, exorbitant. Thank goodness we're all in the material. We need a burning, a burner sender stone, sending stone. Yeah. Yeah. Who, Just imagine that I said stone, every word in that stone sentence who properly, is. and then you'll have the joke. <laughs> okay, does anybody have any questions about anything that I said? I mean, probably, yeah. Uh, but I can't think of anything right now. <laughs> Too blessed to be stressed, let's go! I know, I think I'll think of them on the way. We just gotta get there, I think. Uh, <laughs> on the way, babe, beauty of this game is we're pretty much there. I know! <laughs> Well, I, we, we think that. I don't know what I'm going to encounter us in the sky, perhaps. Mm. Um, 
No, why did I say that? Anyway, um, okay, so I think I'll send Fairden and, like, the crew basically a message with the Sending Stone. Um, do, uh, can we get back up to the road? Like, he's he got down low in that fog cloud and... Like dropped us off, basically, right? Yeah, I'm not gonna. Right. I'm not gonna make us go through the motions of like. So we had said last time that Stonegate had been under siege. There's still a contingent of like like an Agroth occupation here, but Agroth the army has since moved on. You don't know how long ago, but it's no longer here in full force. So it's it's relatively easy at your level to evade the the guards. You might fight your way through like one checkpoint. And then I think we had said that it would be easy enough for Snapdragon to sort of skyhook the lot of you right out of there. Perfect. All right, well, then we'll do that. And we've got Ferdin on Snapdragon and Seraphin, the Prince, Basil, Baravin. Are the Acolytes coming as well? How many Acolytes do we get? Hmm. <laughs> well, you know what? Some of you may die. (laughs) Shut up. It's going to be really cool, guys. You'll have so many stories if you come home. I would like, I would like somebody to give a, you know, huzzah kind of speech to see how many you you can rally to your cause because. Oh, God. Who had. Patty stands up and goes, some of you may die. (laughs) Shut up. I like kick him in the shin. (laughs) Oh, God, what kind of role would that be? Well, who's got the oh, best charisma? I feel like... I think that would be... Is it... You, the bard! Is it the... I, I don't know. The warlock, who is, is a former warlock king? warlock with... The... Ooh! <gasps> yeah. The guy with max charisma? I'll just be like, Malish! And, like, bow as you, like, take the stage. Yeah, I got Come max... On, ca- I got max charisma with a plus five Fuck modifier. it, let's... Oh, my... Let's do it, baby. Your time to shine. <laughs> so Thaddeus walks up and goes, some of you may die. And as I'm saying that, I get tackled off the yeah, stage. I just, and then just Gutterbird walks yeah. past him and be like, what the fuck's going You're on taken here? taken down by a flying chider kick. And like... <laughs> I'm not sure how many people have, how many people in our crew. Actually, Tim, maybe you wouldn't, maybe you wouldn't mind um, clarifying, but how many people... Is, does everybody there know that I am the, the former the former king like everybody witnessed the the reveal right like there's no re- there- Thane Thane know like you the three of you plus Thane and Basil all know okay so the, and then and then but then there's some other people so I, I mean I guess if are. you told Ferdin and Seraphin they would know too but yeah cool I was just thinking of um, so maybe maybe what I'll do is because I've been fairly um uh, concealed, I think, for the most part, in my in, like in my combat and in my general demeanor, having been uh, you know like a uh, a bird of the gutters, so to speak. And I think maybe what I'd, I'd like to do is kind of at this point come up and and maybe remove my hood and drop my drop my cloak to kind of you know have a have a guess, guess who's back back again? <laughs> GB's back. <laughs> And then I'm t- I'm the one who's telling the friends, so don't listen to that part. <laughs> but so then I'm so then uh, I kind of reveal and I, I say, you know, it's, I, I've lost. You know, you, you guys know who I am, presumably. And I'd like to, you know, reannounce myself as as the king and how I'm sort of taking part in this charge to to vanquish this evil once and sort of, you know, once and for all. 
until another evil comes along. But this specific evil I'd like to, to vanquish once and for all. And I'd like to kind of do that by saying, you know, the, the, the power of our fight has has gotten us this far and it's restored my memories and it's brought it's brought me back and it emboldened me and bolstered my my ability to kind of trust in myself to and my and my compatriots to go after this to go after this final possibly final creature and I want to sort of you know let everybody know that I plan on fighting to the to the very bitter end and I hope that they will I hope that they will join me in this uh, in this this big battle and I blow them all kisses <laughs> all right so what skill do you want to roll i think it's a charisma yeah but there's su- there's subsections of charisma like a uh, persuade persuasion intimidation deception so there is um i think per- i think i'm still gonna go persuasion persuasion all right give me a roll you still have inspiration that I gave you from last game. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, okay. There you go. Great. I was going to use that. Let's see. Oh, a little something called a 15. Do I have anything I can add to that? Uh, it would be whatever your persuasion modifier was. So if you've got if it's charisma. Well, then it's a little 20. Okay. I was just looking through my notebook for the names of... Those two members who had uh, shown up during that chase scene way back. Okay, so you have Perrin and Valda, where I believe I said half-elves. If I did say something different before, I was wrong then. I'm correct now. Um, (laughs) um, So they are both um, archers. Sorry, two half-elves. What were the names again? Perrin and Valna. And there's a half-orc named Karash who will also come along. Crash. Good name. Karash. Not Crash, it's Karash. I know, but all I want to go is Bandicoot. It says uh, oh, either, either pronunciation is correct. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> I was going to say, that used to look at me and goes, well, let's Karash this party. Oh, God. Boy, 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 boy. He turns around and no longer joins us. <laughs> He goes against his other friends to join. <laughs> Knows how good of a party it's going to be. Yeah, band, band and Quinty <laughs> come for fun. And uh, Karash is a... Um, Karash is a cleric. Do we... He looks like level 20, right? Like about level 20? Oh, yeah, he's just been hanging around, like, just seeing if the situation yeah, would resolve waiting. itself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's <laughs> just waiting. Practically a god himself, yeah. just hanging about. Yeah, he's like, oh, let's just see how it played out. What uh, what sort of holy symbol are we talking about on this crash? I believe it's Helm. Ah, nice. God of protection. The, uh, yeah, the gauntlet. Mm-hmm. Big old gauntlet. Great stuff, great stuff. Okay, so the old king still has it, still able to rally people to your banner, Banner that looks like a spinning meat spigot that has been anthropomorphized. <laughs> and, and when we win, we're getting shawarma. <laughs> but win or lose, I've got orange slices for everyone. So that brings your total party to the three of you, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, plus Bryce. If you don't kill him. Well, <laughs> we'll see. 
We'll that. see. About that. Big if. Big if. <laughs> Matt's like, so 10. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Do you do your attacks with strength based? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I. I def. I have. There's nothing dexterous about the way I swing this sword. <laughs> I've just got options as well. That's a, a belt of of belt of giant dexterity, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Belt of frost giant cunning. Just trying to figure out how how I can play with some of these illusions <laughs> in interesting ways. They, I might. I might instantaneously kill you. I might make a great advantage. It's hard to say. There's only one way to find out. And that's by going to this fight. Let's go. All right. Your motley crew uh, gets aboard Snapdragon. As I said before, quite easily. It's a little bit of a rooftop boarding situation. And you are off into the sky. It's about a, a half day's flight from Stonegate to the hills where Rinvale is situated. It is dusk as Snapdragon approaches the familiar town of Rinvale, and great pillars of smoke rise from the hillside that you approach. Even through the dim light, you can see that Rinvale is besieged on all sides. You can hear the clamor of siege engines, battle orders, and magical energy coursing through the air as different factions launch spells at each other. Launch spells. Mm-hmm. Great. Uh, and I would like to get a perception check from everybody. Mine is a 19. I got eight. I got a 12. This man knows some more. He got a crit. Oh, shit. Plus one. 21. So here's what's happening. You can tell from the banners... I think Thaddeus would be able to recognize these faster than Chai would, but Chai does. You have several armies here. Inside Rinvale, uh, the walls around this town have been reinforced quite heavily. Uh, Agroth holds Rinvale. To the south, the banners of Silverhold are trying to break through a southern gate. Or they are preparing to to the north Mistreach also trying to breach a gate but so far have been repelled so Basil would kind of gaze out on the scene and say that like he says the Eladrin must already be here and these armies these lords have followed the god's eye here all in one great conflagration and he kind of like scratches his head and he's like, but why would the creature want so many enemies at its gates? I don't understand. I think he's going to create an army. And then I'll, I'll kind of like, I'll say that like, I'll say that like musing. And then I'll look at Basil. I was like, he's, he's going to create an army. Like I've like, it's just dawned on me. It's like, if he can make an illusion and change things from real to whatever he can dream up. Maybe we haven't seen the full force of it. Maybe he wants everybody here. Maybe that's the goal. He wants people fighting because then he can just turn them to be part of him, part of their his cause. Make his own army. By the gods, we must find it. 
And for Chai and Thaddeus, that thought is a little bit interrupted by the fact that you see, through the smoke ahead of you, several dark-winged forms on the air that seem to have noticed you and are wheeling about coming towards Snapdragon. I would like everybody to roll initiative. Oh, baby, natural 20. Seven for me. Right? Yeah, seven for me. Nine? Okay, so you can quickly see, um, like, now that your eyes have sort of, like, taken in all of this battle scene, you, you had looked upwards and you had noticed that, like, each army must have its own air support uh, faction or, or force, I should say. So, real quick, you have a contingent of fly giant vultures uh, with Agroth soldiers mounted on them headed your way. Um, Silverhold, you can tell, has some hippogriffs, and Mistreach has some giant eagles, although those are not paying you any attention. So we just have vultures approaching us? Vulture, I guess vulture riders? Yeah. <clears throat> so as as these five vultures approach, I should say giant vultures, they're giant. Um, there's also... Um, Damn, I was really kind of hoping it was like a, a jungle book situation. <laughs> no. There's also like arrows from ballistas that are being shot from down below. Like nobody knows, nobody down below knows what side you are on. Um, so they're not taking any chances. So there are other projectile um, missiles coming up towards Snapdragon, and Seraphin is desperately trying to, like, veer off to the uh, what is it? Starboard? Is that the right side? That would be the. Yeah, that is correct. Sweet. Ah, yes. Um. Yeah. Because yeah, we're we don't we're not trying to necessarily go to the town. We're trying to get to the cave. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Seraphin, you know, yells out, hey, "We can't get any closer to these armies. They're gonna shoot us right out of the sky." That's that's fine. Let's stay away. Okay. Let's go for the caves. And I'll I'll vaguely point from up where I'm at where they would be. Like we need to go that direction. Flapping of and wings and the sounds that a vulture makes, which I don't know. <laughs> Something like that, I guess. What? <laughs> that what is your, you... that's what you chose. <laughs> wow. That's... Did the choking noises is probably more right. <laughs> Was that you also, Tim? <laughs> yeah. Tim's trying his damnedest right now. <clears throat> All the vultures sound different. One's clearly British. I was just about to say. <laughs> well, gents, I don't see the folly in this section, but carry on. You can tell because it also has a monocle. Anyways. <laughs> pip, pip, cheerio. So as as they are sort of getting close and you're veering off away from the city, they get to within about 60 feet, and that is when uh, Gutterbird acts. What do you do? Sorry, how far away are they? 60 feet. And you can even see that a couple of them are holding, like, they look like clay jars in their talons. What does that mean? They're holding bombs. They're holding bombs. Oh. But they're 60 feet away. Mm Mm-hmm. And there's five of them. There's five of them, yep. Well, in that case... Break the jars! Break the jars! Before they get to us! (laughs) I'll just yell that if I see it. So I would like to, um... are, Are they coming... At us or following us? Oh, they're coming at you. Yeah. Okay. 
just like Cleopatra. So I'm going to go on the very bow of Snapdragon. And I'm going to make a show of it because I'm feeling fancy today. And I'm going to cast Scorching Ray. And I want to try and, depending on my, my proficiency, aim a Scorching Ray at each of those clay pots. Okay. All right. What's the range on Scorching Ray? I don't know. I was hoping that you would know. My guess is 60 <laughs> feet. <laughs> I think it is, actually, but... I actually Hold think on, it is, too. I think I actually retained a single stat. A single piece of D&D data? Can you guys believe yeah. it? Like, five years later, I'm learning. You... Do you still, you still uh, have it is, Scorching oh, Ray? It's 120 feet. Do you still have Scorching Ray, even after your transformation? Changing patrons? <laughs> no, no. I don't think so. <laughs> what? Do you have your celestial sheet up or your old sheet? Gotta be honest, that's an extreme bummer for me. Okay. Well, in that case. You still have an Eldritch Blast and a staff full of fucking fireballs. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, there's, there's, there's that too. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm saving this one. Do we have do we have a necklace of fireball or something? I like have that? a necklace of fireball. <laughs> okay, how close are they? 60 in, feet. In formation. Sorry, uh, to, to each oh. other. Oh, to, to each other. other. Oh. Oh, they can't be too close. I'd say, like, yeah, 15, 20 feet apart. Okay. Got a good uh, f- flying, flying V happening. Perfect. So then I think what I'd like to do is, um, so now I have, I, I'm going to, to Eldritch Blast... Um, still gonna make a show of it, because why not? Um, but, uh, so I've got two beams, and I'd like to target the, uh, the, the vultures in, like, the two and three positions. So not the one, not the point of the, of the V, but the two, the next two. And it's my hope that if I, if I am true with my aim, that will also smoke the two behind Okay. Are you aiming at the vultures or at, at the pots? Uh, at the at the pots. Fresh pots. All right. Okay. What have I got here? Let's go. Let's see. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I got a nineteen. Nice. And I have a spell attack bonus of eight. So mm-hmm. that would be a little uh, twenty-seven. Oh god. Okay. Sure. And and I've got two two beams to, to fire. Is the second one going and then at the other at the other one holding the other pot? Yes. Okay. 15. A total of 15? A total of 15. Both hit. And so roll roll damage um yeah, roll damage for each of them. So it's a d10 plus 5. Yeah, d10 plus yeah, 5 from the agonizing blast. So first one is a, oh, a six plus my five, so that one will be eleven. And then oh, just and then a one, so that'll be a six total. Can you roll six d six and tell me the total? Oh, that's gross. That's so gross. Okay, I got four, six, ten, another six. Four, so 20. 
three, 23, and my last one is three, so 26. So the one that you rolled a six damage, um, that doesn't do enough damage to break the pot, but it does force the vulture to drop it. The other one... Oh, the poor innocence below. <laughs> innocence is a bold statement, but anyway. Is that, uh, that weird family of pilgrims like, I think this is where the god's <laughs> eye is. Let's just sit on this hillside and I enjoy the spectacle. I think this is where we were told to... Oh! <laughs> um, the other one does explode in a ball of fire that engulfs and kills the vulture and sends the rider a-tumbling to his death. Oh, shit. Yeah, boy. Light the lamp, not the bird. Light the lamp, not the bird. (laughs) 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 To go for a little uh, Muppet Christmas Carol reference there. Um, And you know what? Uh, Give me a... Just roll a straight d20. This is just for, like, straight chance to see if... If if, if the... um, Chain reaction goes up. If there's any collateral damage, yeah. All right. <laughs> oh god. Let's get collateral. So seventeen. Okay. I'm All in right. The teens today. It's a little teen day mm. for me. Yeah. That sounds worse than I meant it to. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. All right. Oh man. Eh, okay. So not quite high enough for for some immediate effects, but I am gonna make the. Um, make one of the riders do an animal handling check to see if he can control his vulture. Yeah. Okay, yeah, he's fine. Okay, pretty good, though. Okay. Um, Perrin and Valna are going to go next, and they're going to focus their uh, bow attacks on the same rider. Position one, you know, the center pin. The fire was too distracting, and uh, you know what? They missed their first shots. Let's see if they can go for it again. Uh, second shot. Second shot's much better. Okay. They seriously injure the rider on the lead vulture, but not quite enough to kill him. And he is going to fly up. What's the flying speed on a vulture? Ooh, it's 60 feet. How about that? It's almost like I planned the distance at the start of the encounter. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Finally, somebody's getting up in my um, close enough. We're going to be light, lit on fire. Yeah, it'll be fine. Yeah, it flies over and it's going to drop this urn of combustible oil. And it's going to get how many people? It's going to cap. It's going to tag three people. And I'm just going to roll randomly to see who is sort of caught in this area. We don't have we don't have a map to see who's standing where. Okay, Valna, Karash, and Thaddeus. Um, dexterity saving throw, please. <laughs> Sweet. Great. Uh, let uh, for Valna and Karash, they get plus two from my aura. Oof. Okay. How'd you do, Matt? Thirteen. Thirteen. Mm-hmm. 17. Okay, so 13 is a fail, but thanks to your influence, uh, both of the other two succeed. Get down, Mr. President! (laughs) (laughs) So you're going to take 17 points of fire damage? You just hear Thaddeus cough and say, (coughs) I ordered original recipe! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the other two will take half. 
Okay, so I guess we'll call that eight. Not that bad. And we'll go to the second closest vulture who does not have an urn any longer, uh, but does have a rider who has a javelin who's going to throw it at... Uh, Baravan. Baravan's standing around. Dummy! <laughs> oh, yep. That's a hit on Baravan. But you know what? It's a glancing blow. It doesn't do too much damage. Okay. Thaddeus, you are up. Uh, now, I know they dropped the stuff on us. Does that mean they are within reach, range, whatever? Or are they like 10 feet above us? I'm going to say that the one who did the... Uh, actually, I guess both probably would have sort of swooped within about 15 feet at their closest points. Thaddeus walks over... Uh, Thaddeus takes like two steps towards Baravan and is just like, that, that javelin looks like shit. Gotta use one of these. And I pull out one of the plus one javelins I've got and I just hurl it at the guy who threw a javelin at us. All right. <laughs> Twenty-five. Oh my god, yeah. Oh, it doesn't work for that. It's like, I get to reroll ones, not when I'm throwing something. Uh, that's seven, oh, eight points of piercing damage because it's a plus one javelin. Ouch. I feel like I should have mentioned this earlier. Um, and so Thaddeus normally has two attacks. Ferdin would point out as he's like, he's loading up a crossbow of his... And he points to, like, the, the railings of Snapdragon, and there's, like, a small little ballista mounted there. He's like, that should work, too, if you want to use that. What statistic do we use to roll attacks on this? Thaddeus has one good eye. <laughs> <laughs> and a negative to his dex. <laughs> valid point, valid point. Do you have um, proficiency with mounted vehicles? I have p proficiency with land vehicles, oh. yes. Um, <laughs> land, land vehicles. Well, but I think that that's what they describe it as in d and I don't think they say, like, like, either you have mounted proficiency or you have vehicle proficiency. There's no... I think the concept with the ballista is the same. It's it's all about, like, you know... It is a mounted weapon, Leading yeah. your target and and, you know, firing at where it's going to be instead of where it is, right? Just like Lur from Omicron per CI8 would say. Totally, yeah. No one remembers that Tales of Interest? Oh my gosh. I know, I know what you're talking about. Thank you. I genuinely have no I mean, I idea. I know the what character anyways. Yeah, so you can use, use, the same, use the same attack as you would for a javelin, but this will, you know, not use up one of your plus one javelins, if you want. Mm. Okay. Thaddeus looks down at the javelin and be like, Mama Gamble was a big fan of gym class, though. <laughs> she did teach it for years. Mama Gamble. That's that's on the list. That's on. I have that written down as part of the that list. That she was a gym teacher? Yep, she was a gym teacher. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to see if there's anybody else I can bring into this. <laughs> <laughs> Your goddamn family tree baffles us all. Yeah, and he just puts the javelin away, grabs it, and goes, this looks too much fun. Uh, <laughs> so he grabs the ballista and uh, just kind of lines up the shot as best he can. Is it the same target? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Cool. 
Oh, that doesn't sound great. Uh, 22. Oh, 22, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You sounded so defeated. I was like, oh, there's probably like a one or something. Uh, it rolled off of something spicy. Oh, that's why. <laughs> What's the damage? Uh, the damage on these um, Snapdragon mounted ballistas is a D12. Now, shockingly. Oh, God. I did roll another one. God damn it. But I'm going to uh, use some of that uh, classic Thaddeus Ulysses Gamble charisma. Tim, ballistas aren't small. Would you consider them a great weapon for great weapon Uh, fighting? (laughs) This ballista is kind of small, actually. It's a personal use ballista. It's a small (laughs) ballista. Yeah. Nothing particularly uh, grand old, about this one. The old pub series ballista, personal yeah. use. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, then uh, seven points of damage. I rolled a one. Oh god. <laughs> I did more with the javelin. I know. <laughs> but it's best to keep those for when we don't have a ballista. I mean, that's yeah. still enough to to knock the rider off of that vulture. Did Wilhelm scream. <laughs> were you aiming for the vulture or the guy? I was aiming for the guy. So you've still got an angry vulture. Well, he could be angry, or he could be like, finally, that Freedom! weight's off my back. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, true. But if the vulture has to get closer, he can't throw anything. I can just stab him with my sword at that yeah, point. True. I'm a fair bit better with that. Okay, Sarah, you're up. Okay, um, just so I can visualize, there are... Two vulture riders above us currently. Uh, there, there's now one who's. There were. Yeah, there's yes. now one who's like close-ish. And there was a vulture or a riderless vulture as well. Yeah. Now who's now just kind of and then going off into the distance. Maybe the only happy ending of the story. Might be. We we helped the uh, the material planes SPCA free some captured vultures, and I'm about to nuke another one. Uh, how far would you say the other ones that are still holding oil things are from us? Uh, they're still about sixty feet off. Sixty. Yeah. How close together at their like closest point would they be? Yeah, like fifteen feet. What would it be if I throw things? Would that be dexterity? I think so. Well, I, I don't know. Like, I mean, it's... Javelins are strength, right? Yeah. Mm. But I think that's just because you gotta throw it a distance, right? Like, it's a real I'm, throw. Mm. I was debating what it would involve to for me to throw... Uh, a fireball necklace bead. Oh. Doesn't it just say that you throw it a certain distance? Uh, it says the necklace has blah, 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 hanging beads from it. You can use an action to detach a bead and throw it up to 60 feet away. So it just, it doesn't say anything about what I, th- what I, how to throw it. My interpretation it is I that it's like kind of the same function as a fireball spell. It's not an attack. It's just an area of effect. So you choose a point within 60 feet, you throw it there, it goes off. So could I get the three in an area of 60 feet with a throw? You could get two of them. Like the two that are still carrying pots. There's three that are still carrying pots. Um, no. I think it's just the two. I think the first one dropped oh. theirs already, yeah. Okay. Then I... Yes, right. That makes sense. Because one dropped it, one we ignited, and then the other one dropped it on us. So those are the three accounted for. Got it. Um, then I will throw one of my... I forget how many. It's like six fireball beads, I think. 
I have it written down somewhere. There's a there's a lot. I did over encumber you with magic items. Yeah, you're welcome. You did give us this, so I'm like, let's uh, let's let's throw a fucking fireball at it. Why not? I mean, I, I trust that you. I trust that it's more, at least one sphere. Yeah, I'm I'm mostly aiming for the two that are sixty feet, but it's twenty feet. My target is sixty feet, and then it's a twenty foot radius from that point. Correct. So I'd get all three. Well, the, the lead one is, is a bit further away now, so you'll I'll say that you'll get two. The two who are still, like, on, on the approach. The, the lead one has already sort of done a flyby. Got it. Okay. I want to, yeah, I want to make sure that I'm aiming for the ones that have the pots. Yeah. Before they get close to us. Okay, that's Do the plan. Okay. So I just have to roll... I guess you just have to roll damage. Damage. Right? see if these two have any, um... Any way to, uh, save... Uh, I believe so. It's a, just a dexterity saving throw for them, I think. Good of. thing that yep. their dex is zero. You know what? I think the better they do at evading, like the the more likely it is that the riders will get bucked off. I don't know. That's just me, though. I was going to say, like, I guess, do each of them, do the riders and the birds make a dex save? I think it's it just, just the- like, I think it's just dexterity. This is like animal handling, like, you know. Yeah. Um, and what's your spell save, DC? Uh, the save for the necklace is different. It's 15. Oh, okay. Well, they both fail. Yes. Uh, that's 8d6 fire damage. Yep. To the birds and the riders, I guess. And the pots. And the pots. 31. 35 points of fire damage oh my to gosh. each of them. Okay, well, there's no need to roll the pot damage. So the 35 will kill the kill the vultures outright, and even if the riders survive, which seems unlikely, uh, they will plummet to their dooms. Oh, yeah, I hit seven beads on that. Oh, oh gosh. <laughs> yeah, so I've got six now. Oh, no. I don't think Basil or Thane can really do anything. Feridin will shoot a crossbow at the one remaining. Uh, it's going to be a miss. Um, okay, so we'll go back up to... I guess there's just the one remaining one. Um, and it will swoop back around. Perhaps a little confused as to what the hell just happened. Uh, but it will try to use its talents to grab somebody off the deck of Snapdragon. Who's it gonna go for? Um, okay, it's gonna go for Ferdin. Oh, all right. It misses, but this swoop brings it basically like right over the deck of Snapdragon. Uh, and we will go to Kevin. All right, so it's just above us. It is like, yeah, it's right, right, f- low flying, rude as you please. So, uh, Tim, what I kind of pictured when you said he circled back around and then got confused, it's like, all right, because this was the guy who got touched by nothing and managed to deliver his payload. So he swoops back around and is like, a successful first pass, everybody. We got, oh God, where is everyone? <laughs> He's the only one left, yeah. Where'd all these burnt feathers come from? Okay, is there any, do I have any uh, line of sight to the rider? Oh yeah. Okay. I think I'd like to go lo-fi for this one. No, you know what, screw it. I'm going to blast. <laughs> and give uh, the audience what they crave. Yeah, and I'm going to try and just avoid that uh you know, that uh pot of 
combustible oil above us and our vehicle. Oh, it, it had already dropped on the first pass, so it's just just the vulture and the dude now. Oh, screw it then. Yeah. That's then I'm going I'm go for the vulture then. Alright. So then oh, So I rolled a ten with my so that will be eighteen. Eighteen hits. And Oof. Okay, and then just an I got a nine. I rolled a nine. Uh, nine plus eight is will still hit. Okay, so my first one I got six, so that will be eleven, and a five, so that'll be ten. Okay, I mean the vultures are—they are an imposing figures in the sky, but they're not super tough. So that one, that one is enough to to seriously injure and almost outright kill that vulture. So it like, you know starts to plummet from the sky and it's just kind of like gliding now towards like back towards the ground so it is out of combat okay so initiative is over you've dealt with their flying vulture menace quite handily and in spectacular fashion too as we uh move away from the battle Thaddeus just looks at everybody and goes it's time to carry in oh for god's sake I should have known that would happen Yep. Wait, it's time to. Oh, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's good. I feel like I I want that to be in character now. <laughs> Wait, what? What do you? Yeah, mean? Like, that, what? That no? joke's a bit. Of, what do you mean? <laughs> yeah, our okay, puns are, is... are, are, are puns like beneath a king's humor. Mm. How dare you suggest? <laughs> Every king needs its jester. So, wordplay is one of the highest forms of intelligence. Well, <laughs> is it? Yeah. 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 Are you sure about that? <laughs> sure about that? A lyric of a song is wordplay is the foreplay of the gods. Hmm. So imagine oh. Zeus being like, we should carry him. And then everybody wants Everyone's to pregnant. Down with yeah. yeah. <laughs> you could have said carry on, carry on. I can't even pronounce it right. Carry on my wayward son. Oh. Next time. Next vulture fight. <laughs> okay, so we're fast forwarding all Tim, through. Can we go this. back and do that whole thing? We're again? fast forwarding all through yeah. this dialogue. <laughs> Skip cuts us. Skip cuts yeah. us. In fact, never play this again. You find a secluded area away far enough away from the battle that you are confident that no one quite knows where exactly you've landed, but you know where you are, roughly, in relation to the mine entrance snapdragon lands seraphin sets about to tending the damage slash injuries to the ship slash creature and all of you now are free to disembark and make your way towards the mine i'm just saying carrion may not have been the best joke but (laughs) it was the one we had at the time i was expecting another I don't know, vulture slash roadkill slash decaying meat pun. Now you can't scavenge too many jokes out of that. Oh, oh, oh fuck. Okay, why did I pause at all? Why did I just stop talking? I need to just keep narrating. Yeah, Must just keep don't going. stop and give yeah, don't, don't give him a chance. The way out is through. Yeah. The way out is through. The way out is through. <laughs> uh. 
Okay. This is, um, this is my how's life. Your, how's your approach to the mine? What are you doing? You got ten, ten of you. I think we are waltzing towards the cave. Doing a little waltzing okay. Matilda towards the mine? Yeah, yeah. you know, one, we're... One, two, three, one, yeah, two, we're, three. <laughs> the eminent demise is, near, is, is nigh. We might as well go out with a bang. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm going to start checking to see if anything's around in the forest and if anything's, like, moving, if I can see any tracks. Just yeah. general, like... Look for that gray eladrin Yeah, bullshit. general spooky trapness, gray eladrin mm. bullshit. Okay. Perception checks. Everybody is free to make one. Am I free to make one? I'm just trying to figure out if I'm making too many good jokes. Apparently not being very perceptive at the moment. Just a 12 for me. I distracted him with my brilliant joke. I got a six. <laughs> Jesus, I thought I was rough with a 16. Looking around and, and uh, Gutterbird's like, oh, carry him. Yeah. Got it. Oh, and then scavenged. Also got it. Great. Good. Yeah. Hey, I set up the scavenged. Okay, so the best is a 16? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know who of our party also would possibly be. <laughs> Their best is a 16. Their best is a 16. I'm trying. I'm trying so hard not to die. <laughs> Sheridan would look out for me. <laughs> from a from a secluded point in the trees, a point a sort of like next to this path going up to the mine entrance, Basil sort of nudges you and he motions upwards towards the, the entrance of the mine and you see a group of five figures and they're opening up, tearing off these uh, timbers that have been piled up and battered, or I should say... Um, constructing a uh, they're tearing down the blockade that had been uh, put up in front of the mine entrance they're tearing it down to get in mm-hmm. yeah and you recognize you recognize that there's three gray ladrin there you recognize Bryce Bryce you can tell by the distinctive skull mace slung over his back and even the f- <laughs> Even the unlikely person of Elden White you've not seen since episode 11. Jesus Christ. Was it episode 11? I don't know. Wait a minute. Does he look like a white? Does Elden White look like a white? As in W-I-G-H-T? Or does he look like Elden White before all the shit went down? He looks like a, a mortal. He does not look undead. Poor shit. Thaddeus starts grumbling under his breath. Do you want to, like, send Bryce a message? He wakes up tomorrow with a horse head in his bed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he pulls He pulls out a uh, the sending stone. He goes, uh, Savior to douchebag, Savior to douchebag. Come savior in. to douchebag. <laughs> I hope... <laughs> I hope everyone in his party hears it. And just well, but this is the thing: is it is that that Bryce? Yeah, or we don't is know. the Bryce I'm talking to somewhere over in the fucking? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We want to see. You get a message back on the stone. These are code names we had not agreed to beforehand. Do we see the guy answering it? You do. You do not. Well, I'm staring at the back of. Aubrey. Definitively, you and you are not responding. So, 
Something tells me there's some temporal horseshit at play here. Or maybe your eyes are just easily fooled. Oh, I'm sorry. Your eye. Just charge down. He's dead. Yeah. Oh! That would be something the douchebag would say, so we've locked that code name in. Is it you? What are we doing right now? Where are you? I had to slip away from the battle. I'm not far from the mine entrance, but I don't have eyes on it. Okay, well, stay there. We'll come to you. <laughs> I'm going to move up towards the mine entrance. Okay. <laughs> I should not be left alone with communicating to Bryce. I know. <laughs> okay, are we, we're just starting this shit? I see no reason not to. Because if they go in and it winds up being some type of illusion or something and it winds up being bolstering... Yeah, I just don't think... Yeah, I just don't think they're real, right? There's only one way to find out. I'm going to... How far away are they? You know what? I'll let you decide because they were distracted with with their task. So you decide how close you wanted to have gotten... I'd like to get into a position, I don't know vividly the terrain, so you can kind of tell me. I'd like to get in a position where we can kind of like, or at least myself, maybe with a couple of people. I don't want all of us going up there. I want some of us like hiding, because I think this is a trap to get us to come out. Set by like the Grey Aladrin. Like that's what I'm thinking, or like white or whatever, right? So I want to be in a position where they don't necessarily see us all, but could defend if needed, like if Thaddeus needs help. That's my kind of thought. So just the two of you are going out? Well, I thought all of us were roughly at a certain point to this thing. But so who's going with me? Do you want me to? It doesn't matter to me. I've already made my choice. (laughs) I've got an exit strategy if you guys... Sorry, yeah, Sarah, maybe I misunderstood what you were trying to do. You're just like poised to jump in if needed? Yeah, I was going to try and get to a position, like, close-ish, but I could get in there if I needed to, or that we could still see what's going on and, like, provide ambush support, like, from archers or distant spells. Like, that's kind of what I was trying to hope mm. for. Um, if if Thaddeus would like me to come, I will go, but I'd like the rest of the people, I think, to be in a more defensive position. Thaddeus is just going up. I mean, unless you're being stealthy, they will notice you as you get to maybe like within 30 feet that's uh, if they notice me at 30 feet that's fine okay they are just finished tearing away the last of the logs from the mine entrance and you can hear Elden be like you know what we should set up a noise trap here just in case they arrive oh my god they're here and everybody spins around and looks at you and Bryce says well well Thaddeus Ulysses Gamble. I don't know how you found out about this, but I'll make short work of you. And he readies his mace and he says, come over here and I'll I'll end what we started so many years ago. And that you can see Thaddeus kind of has this it's it's bordering on manic at this point smile. He's just like, and I get to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, he's just, he's ready to rock. Um, are we doing an initiative roll or? Yeah, let me let me describe one other detail here that may change things. 
Oh, Sorry. Okay. That's what I was afraid of. One of the Grey Ladrin is carrying a an artifact uh, that yeah. you recognize from your first combat in the cave. It's an artifact sort of embedded with magical stones that they were trying to use, and this is what had been damaged that potentially resulted in the chaos. That they have it. All right, stop that man who needs to die. <laughs> okay, I mean, I guess if you're sword out, we can roll initiative yeah, at the beginning of next time. 